How are we doing tonight? You guys good? Are you guys good? It's so good to have you all. Welcome. Welcome. What's that, sorry? The rubber glove. I'm not going to touch the end of it because I think this is the toilet cleaning glove, but I'm going to get to that. What is that? <clears throat> is it a test? It's the Holy Spirit. What's he saying? What are you saying? He's saying, keep going. Uh, amazing. <clears throat> totally. Um, you know, I was reflecting this week just on how blessed we are to do community together. Um, you know, we get community in a lot of places, but to do godly community together um, is such a blessing to meet together on a Sunday. And, you know, Josh, you, you talked about life groups Um and that's so important. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the fact that we just get to come together, we get to worship, we get to hear the Word of God, we get to praise, we get to um, support and love one another, we get to welcome new people into our family. Um, even the babies that are coming through at the moment, I was thinking, you know, my, my little Ziggy gets to run around in church and hang out with all of you guys and little Azariah over there and, and Daisy who was here this morning and, and all the other 50 babies that are being born at the moment. Um, you know, I remember being in church and does anyone else remember this? When you're really little and you take a sleeping bag to church and you sleep under the chairs while your parents are at night church. Does anyone else remember that? Yeah, a few 90s kids. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Cool. But, you know, as a church, we, we really believe in the power of meeting together. Something special happens when we meet together. Uh, when we worship, we, we, we're drawn into the presence of God. Um, when we hear the Word of God, the Word of God is the power to change our life, to transform us from the inside out. Um, and, uh, and tonight we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is one of the Godhead. Um, there's God the Father, Creator. Uh, who created all things, who was redeeming uh, humanity and creation back to himself, which was ultimately expressed through Jesus on the cross when he, was di- when he died and then was raised to life again. Um, and Jesus is still very much alive and active through the Holy Spirit who is at work in, in us today. Um, and he's here tonight. It's, he's who we've been, um, we've just enjoyed his presence, haven't we? Yeah, it's been so good. Um, and so... Yeah, Lord, we just we just want to thank you for for being here with us. Um, we know that we would be lost without you, Holy Spirit. We know that all of this would just be in vain if it wasn't for your presence with us. Uh, and so we just give you the highest place of honor among us, and um, pray that you would be glorified in all that we do. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Uh, I'm going to keep tonight pretty short because um, worship. Worship went on. It was it was good, uh, and also because we have a testimony, which I'm really excited about. Who loves a testimony? I love a good testimony. Um, but we've we've said it today. Mark's Pentecost. Um, Pentecost is the Greek word for fiftieth, and it's fifty days after the resurrection. Uh, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the disciples, um, and if you read Acts chapter one and two, uh, it tells this amazing account of. Uh, the disciples who were just hanging out in this place called the upper room. Um, and just like this, uh, tongues of fire just like came on them. And they were just 
engulfed in the Holy Spirit. And they just began speaking in tongues. Um, one of the guys just goes out, preaches a sermon, and then just like that, 3,000 people are saved and then baptized. Then they go out and they start performing signs and wonders and miracles. And it's just like the best story ever. If you haven't read Acts, I really encourage you, go home and start chipping away at it. Acts is just an amazing book, just like full of these incredible stories uh, of what God did in the early church. And it was through these people that actually the the gospel went from Jerusalem all to the ends of the earth. Like we have the gospel, the Bible, salvation now because these guys were willing to take it and were willing to 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 lay down their lives for it. Um, and we sing about that, you know, the Church of Christ was born, then the Spirit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. But, you know, I think sometimes we, we, we do forget just how blessed we are to have the Holy Spirit in, in us. Um, and, you know, even just thinking about the Old Testament, it's, it's painful reading the Old Testament sometimes when you, when you read about how many sacrifices they had to make just to be in right standing relationship with God. Um, that The lengths they had to go to. Um, and, you know, I was reading uh, a few days ago that, just in the wilderness period alone, the Israelites would have sacrificed hundreds of thousands of animals just to be in right standing with God. Um, that's crazy. But then when Jesus died, the temple curtain was ripped from top to bottom, meaning signifying that we could enter into relationship with him. We could enter into the Holy of Holies. We don't have to be held back by anything. We just have free access. Not only that, but we have God now living inside of us, which is the coolest thing. Um, and so I'm just going to read a little bit of the story of Acts. Um, I hope you don't mind me reading Bible tonight. Um, Acts 1 verse 4 to 5. While staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then a little bit later it says, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, everyone say suddenly, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And I'll paraphrase the rest. These other guys came around and they were like, what is going on? They're speaking in a language that I can understand, but... They don't speak my language. What's happening? Are they drunk? Uh, and then they're like, no, it's only 9.30 in the morning. Like, they're not drunk. Um, and so they were all amazed and perplexed, saying, what does all of this mean? Um, my message is incredibly simple tonight, and it's, it's really the Holy Spirit is in us for the sake of the world. It's actually not just about my little life and, and uh, you know, Holy Spirit in me so I can live my best life, you know which we sometimes diminish it to. The Holy Spirit is in us for the sake of the world. Jesus said that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And, you know, there's this, this problem that we have in society, which is, well, we were talking about it yesterday, Jared, you know, like we just fill our life with stuff, you know. 
there's just always something on the list, something that we need, something that we want. We're just constantly trying to fill that void. And, um, you know, I was, there's research that shows now that, you know, with all the events of the last few years that have happened in the world, the generation that is coming through could be the most selfish and apathetic generation that's, that's, that's ever been around, unless we turn it around. And there's so many statistics out there, but the truth is if we don't raise leaders now, we're going to have to rescue these people later. And I'm a millennial, so I know, you know. We love to, we love to be a single unit, eh, and just, you know, just go for it. Just hustle, hustle, hustle. <clears throat> Yet yeah, there's this inner craving inside each of us for more, something that, you know, material goods will never satisfy and that's the Holy Spirit. We all need the Holy Spirit. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He has planted eternity in the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. And um, I just want to invite up Kyle right now. Um, Kyle has, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kyle's a really cool guy. He's the best barista in, in the world. Um, <laughs> and Kyle's been on a, a, a real journey of transformation. And I don't want to say any more. I just want to let you talk. So go. Okay. <laughs> um, hello. My name's Kyle. Um, as he said, I'm a barista at Alien Sid. It's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I guess I recently became a Christian, maybe like three, four weeks ago-ish. Yeah, it's pretty surreal. <laughs> um, so, hmm, where to begin? No, um, I think for, for most of my life that I was a pretty terrible person. Um, all through school, I think, I don't, I don't think I've ever had a real like relationship, friendship, anything with anyone. Um, everything I ever did was for my own selfish gain. I was just so good at manipulating people to get what I want and just fulfill myself and find um, worth in other people. And when I was done with that, just cast them aside and move on with my life and somehow live with myself past that. Um, yeah, I think I really just didn't view people as people, and I was just too stuck inside of myself to realize that. And um, that was just a long, long time, um, just all through college, all through school, up until um, I finished school, and everyone moved away, and there was there was no one. Um, I was just in Ashburton alone with my own, with myself. Um, and I just had a, I had a full-time job uh, making coffee. That was when I found that job. That was pretty cool. Um, and my life was, I woke up at 5, went to work at 6, went home at 4.30, maybe 5, if it was a really terrible day. And um, that was six days a week, every week, for 18 months, really. And um, I think all of that time alone really gave me the illusion that I had changed and that I was a better person. Um, I think that not interacting with people or having any relationships just because of the nature of where I was just made me feel as though that I had changed and that I just didn't, I didn't, I, I was, I had moved on from that past, I guess. Um, 
and then that's, that's a pretty empty chapter of my life, I suppose. Uh, and then once I, after a while, I was like, it's moved, time to move on from Ashburton and to progress my career, I suppose. Um, and I decided to move to the big smoke of Christchurch, <laughs> um, which is was pretty cool. Um, God's so funny. He just, like, now with hindsight, I can see that I was so rigorously pursued and, and hunted, I think someone said to me the other day. <laughs> um, the first time I ever went to Ali and Sid was for a latte out competition, and I just had a, a funny picture of that just before because I was so nervous to come up here. My hands were, like, sweating, and I was like, man, this really reminds me of the first time that I ever met Sam. And um, the uh, other people, uh, a man named James August, um, he's... He really, he, I guess he really is the, the cause, the reason that I'm here right now, um, which is really cool. I was never even going to apply for Ali and Sid, and he just reached out to Sam, and it's like, you should hire this kid. And then he messaged me, and then like 30 minutes later, I had a job, pretty much, which was pretty crazy. <laughs> and now my life is so different. Um... Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so I moved to Alliancid and I met all these wonderful people and I'm surrounded by them now still. And, um, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess I, like, relationships and things have always been a a constant theme throughout my life, or not real ones anyway, but they were there. And um, after two years or so of not dating anyone, I met a new person in Christchurch, and um, we were dating for a little bit, like three months or so, and she was a Christian, and when that ended, it was like, I'm sorry, you're not Christian. Like It was like a big flip. We talked about it before, and it was fine, and then suddenly it was like a no-go. And um, it was really... It really hurt. It felt, it was very, it didn't feel very sincere. And it was very like, man, this kid's really annoying. I wish he'd leave me alone. And then just kind of like use Christianity as an excuse. And it put me in a in a really dark place. It was, I thought I had changed. And to be, just to be lied to and to cast aside really, really made me realize that I hadn't, that I was still that same person. And for a really long time, I was just, in a dark place, a very dark place. <clears throat> um, I really didn't care about anything. Um, like, I remember I'd, I'd, like, drive somewhere and it would just be like, if I just careened off, really doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so that was for a little while and then um, I met a new friend and she... Apart from the people that knew that I had gone through this relationship, it was very, like, hush, no one, not many people knew. And apart from the people that did, no one really knew that I wasn't doing very well. And this person reached out to me and just could see that I was struggling. And um, uh, we grew closer over time and um, ended up, like, realising that we, we also like each other. And it was really cool, but we had a discussion that was very similar to the, the one that ended that last relationship, but it was so much more 
sincere and genuine. And um, I could see that there was something more at play, that um, that she that had been told like by God that, no, this was not the right thing at the moment for her and for her life, and that that would be disobedient in a way, I suppose. And somewhere I could see that there must have been something more... Um, to that, to that no, and um, I just remember sitting, and I was just speaking out loud, and it was, it was like, why, why no, like, what is, what is wrong with me, what did I do, and I was just listing all of the terrible, terrible things that I had done to people, and to myself, and just the mark that I had left on the world, I suppose, and I was just sitting there crying, and and I asked that, I think for the first time in my life, something selfless. And I asked that I just be let, left there to support this person. That that they are, I think that they're such a wonderful person. And I just hope that they would, I just wanted to be there to help them flourish and change and, and grow. Because I could just see that they were such a beautiful soul. And that was one of the first, I think that was one of the first selfless things that I'd ever truly thought or asked for. And I was kind of, I was like, man, God, if you're, if you're real, like, <laughs> just, just do that, do that one thing for me. I just, I don't care what my role is. If it's not to be there, then I won't be there. But if it is, I will be. And I just felt embraced and heard and seen. Um, I felt loved. And then, and I just sat there and I just cried on the side of a hill just in, and this weird feeling, I know, it's just <laughs> so surreal. And then for that month that followed, I was so blessed to be given the opportunity. We, this girl and I, we grew closer, um, not just as friends, and I was given the opportunity to be able to support her. Um, and that was really cool. I feel like when we asked God for these kind of things, he doesn't just, like if I ask for strength, he doesn't just give me strength. He gives me the opportunity to be strong. And that's what I felt. But at the same time, the prideful part of me was also like, I was almost trying to prove something to to God that I, I was, it was kind of like, I haven't really accepted you, but I'll make you change your mind. <laughs> um, it was kind of how I felt. And um, with hindsight, I can see that when... At the end, at the tail end of before I had, before I came to accept God in my life, um, I could see that I was really working without His strength. I could see that I had, it's in the beginning I'd been so strong in in what I what my role was to play in this person's life, and that I was going to play it out. And then by the time it had come, like after a certain period of time, I'd begun losing hope again, and. Now that I can see that, it was because I was doing it in my own strength by myself. And it was just spiraling me back down. And it was really scary. I, was, I had this experience, and it was so undeniable. And yet, I was still denying it because it was, was going to change my life. I knew that. It was going to flip everything I'd believed upside down. And no, nothing... Like, my family, none of them are religious. No one's anything. They're just, you know, my family. (laughs) And 
that was something that was really scary. I was just really afraid of losing that family and just what what would what would my life be like? Just changing everything so drastically that I believed in. And um I was really struggling again. And that was when uh Michaela um finally managed to talk me into coming to church <laughs> after being at Alliance for eight months or so. Um it was to the David Balestri uh encounter night. And um I remember I walked in and as soon as worship started I just felt that same presence that I had felt the, and that night a month or two ago and I just wanted to like stand there and I was just I had no idea what was going on I'd never been here before and I just wanted to cry and I but I, I didn't want to because I was surrounded by all these people that I knew from Ali and Sid and I didn't want them to see me cry <laughs> now look at me far out <laughs> um, um, and yeah, and once worship had finished, um, David, he said a prayer inviting Holy Spirit. And I remember I just sat there and I just cried. I, they just rolled down my face and I couldn't stop. And the prayer team came up and were praying for people and I could just feel the presence of God and I just couldn't move. I just sat there, tears streaming down my face and I, I couldn't wipe them away. It was just really cool <laughs> looking back. And um, I remember Michaela leaned over to me and she was like, man, this is like really weird, right? <laughs> like, what are these people up to? And I was, and I kind of, I was like, I guess it, it is weird in context, but it didn't feel weird. Like, nothing these people were doing seemed out of the ordinary. It felt just so normal and right. Um, and she invited me up to pray, and uh, Ozzy and uh, Daigle prayed over me, and they just, they just said everything that was on my heart and on my mind and in my soul, and it's really cool. It was like. I don't, I don't know who these people are, <laughs> and they just came up and just spoke so intimately of the way that I had been feeling and everything that was going on in my life, um, and that was just kind of the moment that was like, well, how can I deny this? How can, how can this not be real? Um, and yeah, so that was a very surreal night, and I went home, and I was very, very tired, just very drained, um, and the Saturday was kind of a blur, I suppose. I don't really know. I don't really remember what happened on Saturday. <laughs> There's lots of processing, I suppose. And I just remember um, somewhere that I said to myself that this is something that I wanted to do. And I just, um, I prayed and I asked God to give me the strength to to do the things. To One, to, one of the most important things was me to, to tell my family um, that was something that was really hard. And I prayed that he give me the strength to do that and that he helped me you know, learn and just, like, what all this means <laughs> and what what I'm supposed to do, I suppose. And it's really cool. The The first Sunday service that I went to um, was this, the night service that following Sunday, and Gideon came up to me and prayed over me, and he, he was like, he told me that he had a picture of a, a boat entering, um, like, a harbour, and he was like, it means home. Boats always come home, and he welcomed me into the family of you guys and damn it. <laughs> it's doing so well. Um and it was really cool. It was it it's like I asked for the strength to tell my family because I was afraid of losing them. And then I got this really cool new family. And they gave me the the strength that to do what I needed to do. And 
I don't know. I don't know why I was so worried. Anyway, I told my family, and they were like, "Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that you're happy again." And they're like, "Don't get scammed." <laughs> and I was like, "I promise it's not like that. I swear." <laughs> um, <laughs> my parents are gonna come into the cafe, and Sam's gonna be like, <laughs> um, "Yeah," and it, it was really cool. Um, it just. I mean, God is just, he's just really good. He's really great. Um, ever since, like, that Sunday was probably, like, one of the best days of my life. It was, like, my morning should have been so bad. Like, nothing went right. But I was so happy, <laughs> so so chuffed. Like, the sun was shining, and I was just cruising around, just, you know, having a great day. <laughs> and um, the entire week was the same. It was, like, I was sick. I had a cold <laughs> that week. <laughs> didn't matter. I was still so, so happy, so, so full of joy. Um, it was like, I was just fumbling around in the light, I suppose. Um, I just had no idea what was going on with anything around me. Everything was new and weird, and it was just, maybe not the right choice of word, but um, I was just so, so happy for once in my entire life, I suppose. I don't, I couldn't remember a time that I'd been so happy for such a sustained period of time, like, not some fleeting, like, piece of joy that I'd like ripped from something it was like real it was, like it was the entire week didn't matter it was really cool um I feel that finally having the dirt from my own lens wiped away I could finally see the world properly um like I felt such an outpouring of just love and gratitude for all the people around me like it's so surreal like God God really redeems all, I suppose. Like, I did all of these terrible things and used all these terrible ways to do it and learned of so many ways to, like, get to know people and use them for my own good. And I f- it's finally, I feel like I've been given the opportunity to use those skills but for a much, much better cause than anything that I'd ever used them for before. I've, I just have such a, I've just noticed like all the people around me that never would have clicked in my mind that I can see that they're not that they're not happy or struggling in life or they have things on their mind. That's something that I never would have ever noticed unless it benefited myself. Like and it's really cool being able to see that and be able to help them and that's something that's I've found really cool. I've just had so much more like purpose and peace in, in in my life now I just nothing ever I've been freed I suppose I'm myself I I'm never thinking about the future or maybe or if I am it's never how can I get there it's never I could do this to do this to do this it's just it's gonna happen if it's gonna happen and I'm just here in the moment just doing what I'm supposed to do I suppose <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been really good. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's that's my story. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. That's amazing. And um, the thing I love about that story is that there's been so many people on the journey that have been such a blessing to Kyle's life and um, you know you, you talked about 
this guy James who just randomly got your job. You talked about Michaela who just randomly invited you along. Ozzy and Dajel who just happened to be there prophesying over you and praying for you. And it just it just reminds me that it's <clears throat> we all play such a vital role in in bringing the Holy Spirit to each other, and um, for the sake of the world, you know. And oh, sorry. This is what we're about. We're about seeing lives transformed. What well, we should be. And the Holy Spirit wants to use you and I. He wants to use us. And, um, you know, the church is God's plan for salvation for the world. And it's up to you and me to, to do something about that. And um, and as the, as the world gets darker and things go on, the church is called to be brighter. And uh, I just I want to encourage us tonight. Um, not to, not to let us go to ash, but to actually let us burn hot for Jesus. Um, allow the Holy Spirit to fill us. Um, and I love the Great Commission in Matthew 28. It says, Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And um, yeah, sorry, but that, that testimony has kind of wrecked me a bit. <laughs> yeah. Lord, we just thank you for... Um, Lord, just that testimony that, that's been shared. Lord, we thank you. Your word says that the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Lord, what you've done for Kyle, you want to do in the lives of so many people in the city. And Lord, you want to use your church to be the light. And uh, Lord, I just pray even right now that you would set a burning conviction in each one of us. That we would burn hot for you, Lord. Holy Spirit, just come and fill uh, every nook, every cranny of our life. Lord, that everything that we do would be for your glory. Lord, that we would see lives changed, transformed. Thank you, Lord.